Today is New Year's Day. And New Year's is a day where we can stop, we can reflect, we can remember what was, but also look with hope and anticipation for what's coming up. New Year's is kind of like this moment in our calendar that we've set aside to say, what comes next? For many of us, we are filled with hope and anticipation of what this year might bring. Maybe you're thinking about a new change in your life that's positive. A change maybe in the job market, maybe a change in where you live or in a relationship. Maybe you're hoping for something great to happen. For many of us, New Year's, we see it as a time that we're going to improve on ourselves. And so we might set some resolutions for ourselves. Take a time and say, this is what's going to happen this year. And so for some of us, thinking that you're going to join the gym and go four times a week. Or maybe you're just going to try and eat a whole lot healthier this year. Or maybe cut back on coffee a little bit. Or maybe you've decided that you should start going to church every week. Whatever your resolution might be, or whatever your hopes or dreams are for this coming year of 2023, that excitement, that hope, that desire for something to be different, for something to be good and enjoyable, will probably carry you for a while. You'll enjoy the idea of getting healthier, or of trying to learn something new, or of participating in a different environment and getting to learn things. But inevitably, most of us, and maybe not all of us, but Inevitably, most of us, that excitement, that renewal, that joy that comes from anticipating what could be new wears off a little bit and it loses a bit of its flavor. And inevitably, we may stop going to the gym in February, even though it's only been a month or so. Or we may find ourselves in the candy or chips aisle at the grocery store and buy a lot of it, and then go home and eat it all while we scroll through TikTok, and then drink some coffee and stay up all night, and then oversleep and miss church, and we can feel discouraged or dismayed or disheartened by feeling like we failed and we weren't able to do what we thought we would. While all that excitement, all that joy, all that anticipation was carrying us for a while, we can get so discouraged that we just give up and wonder, well, why did we try in the first place? The hard truth is that in this world, things don't always go the way we want them to. In fact, this world is just not the way it's supposed to be. We know from the story of Scripture, for those of us who follow our Scriptures, that In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and everything was in order and perfect in the way it was supposed to be. But inevitably, people went their own way, took their own path, disobeyed God, sinned. And as sin entered into the world, nothing was right anymore. Relationships were broken. The earth was cursed. Nothing was the way it was supposed to be. And we find ourselves in the story of Scripture and in our own stories, living in a time where nothing is the way it's supposed to be. And we can feel sorrow in it. Because of our suffering, because of the sadness we experience, we can lose hope and forget all the joy and anticipation that we had as we started this year. Inevitably, 
we find ourselves there. But while our story is there, that's not the end of the story. In fact, the end of the story is hopeful. The end of the story is so much more than what we could probably imagine. In Revelation 21, we're given a picture of what is to come. It is so much better than any of our New Year's resolutions or any of our gym programs or any of the courses we take to try and better ourselves or the self-help books we read. It is so much better than all of those things that we could imagine. And I know in the book of Revelation, there are a lot of different ideas about what it's all about. Some of us would say it's all about the future and, and there's, there's wars and there's, there's dragons, all this stuff. Others of us might say, well, actually, I think some of it's about the past or some of it's already happened and some of it's the future. And there's a lot of different ideas. And no matter where we find ourselves in these ideas, what's clear is that there's a hopeful end to the story of God and his people. In Revelation 21, we come to this place where John is given this vision a vision of what God's people have gone through and will go through. And it all kind of comes to this moment. In Revelation 21, it says this. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautiful, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. The picture John gives us, this vision that he has, is that What we just celebrated at Christmas, that we had this hope and anticipation of Jesus coming and God with us, Emmanuel came, died for our sins, rose again so we could be forgiven and experience life in all of its fullness. There's a future hope where God will continuously be with us. Emmanuel, always with us. There's a future hope that we will be with God and there'll be no more pain or sorrow or suffering. There are two words in there that really stick out for me that I think are what we need to hold on to in times where we feel discouraged or dismayed or disheartened. Two words that we could hold on to to remind ourselves that God is not done. And those two words are all things and new. Now I know you're pretty smart and you're probably saying to me, Rob, All things is actually two words. And you're right. In English, we have two words, all and things, for sure. But 
in the original document, in the original language, it was one word that was used. And this one word, this word panta, means, well, it means all things, very clearly, everything. So if anything falls under the category of thing or all, it is included in all things. So it could be the grass that is covered with snow right now, or even the snow that is falling, or even you or me, or our relationships, or our experiences. It's all things, everything. And that second word is new. So those all things, though everything, is being made new. And there's two words that get used in the New Testament for new. One is neos, which is like a new thing. Like if you have a car out of nothing, it's a new car. And that second word is kainos. And kainos means new in nature. And it's a little bit different than new out of nothing. It's an idea that it looks back to what was and makes it what it's always supposed to be. So you are a new creation in Christ. All things are being made new. What was wasn't perfect, but it will be. It'll be new. God's word to our future is that he is going to take what was the imperfect realities of our experiences, of our lives, of our everyday, and he will make all things new. As you've probably heard the saying said before, nothing is wasted in God's economy. And that's what all things new really means. The hard part is, though, that we're living not in the future, but we're living right now. We're living in a world that's imperfect. We're experiencing things that, that bring us sorrow, that bring us pain. We're facing the temptation of going down that candy aisle and buying all that candy or missing church because we're tired. Nothing is perfect. We're not perfect. But God is making all things new. And our experiences today, as, as horrible and as inconvenient at times they may be, will be made new, will be better. So we're living in this time right now, hoping for what will be. People often call this the now and not yet of God's kingdom. We know how the story ends. We know that God will make all things new, that he will be with us, that we will be victorious and experience life in all of its fullness. But we also know that right now, the world's not the way it's supposed to be. And so we might get glimpses of how he's making things new, but not feel it or experience it the way we will in the future. Following Jesus, believing he will make all things new in time, doesn't cause us to run away, doesn't cause us to leave, but causes us to enter into the moments of now even more. As we wait for what is not yet, for all things to be made new, we step in deeper to live life with Jesus here and now. We look for the new he is doing around us and hope and wait for all the things to one day be made new. One of the privileges we have of being followers of Jesus is we are invited into a family of God. We are brothers and sisters, not just with the people who maybe we're sitting with together in our homes or in our churches, but across the world. 
We are brothers and sisters with people who maybe we've never met before, but we all are part of one family, God's family. And we all long for things to be made new. While our experiences may be different, maybe our suffering and our sorrow maybe looks a little different, we all know things are not the way they're supposed to be. And we also can all know God will make all things new. And together, we can experience that. And as we choose to step into this new year, to look for the newness that God is doing and participate in what hopes to be, we can hear the stories from each other of what God has done and also look ahead to what he will do. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hi, we're Tim and Callie, your partners in mission in Bolivia. As we begin our 10th year of ministry in Bolivia, it's good to reflect back on the things God has done. In a world marked by sin, pain, and suffering, we are daily witnesses of God bringing healing, comfort, and joy through his people. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. The pandemic caused children to fall so far behind in school that we have seen several in our ministries who have become functionally illiterate. Discouraged, they believe that they could never catch up. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Through the persistence and attention of project staff and church volunteers, many of these kids are now excelling in their classes, gaining new confidence and recognizing their ability. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. A single mother was diagnosed with cancer. She was unsure of what treatment to pursue, how to save for when she would be unable to work, or who would care for her children. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Through the relationships developed at Eagle's Wings and the Casa de la Amistad, she has church members accompanying her to doctor's appointments and advocating for the best treatment. She's been able to use her skills to sew items to be sold and make an income when she's unable to work. And she's confident that her children will be loved and cared for as she fights this disease. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. A church embarked on a journey to serve the vulnerable children in their community, not knowing where they would receive sustainable funding, how they would encourage volunteer participation, or how to go about communicating the love of the gospel to these kids and their families. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? This church, having built up their capacity through several years of experience, spiritual formation, and professional development, were able to send their members across the country to train and mentor other churches who are just beginning this integral mission journey. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Our rural community was isolated from society with no road access vulnerable to disease and living in extreme poverty. They feel forgotten by God and the rest of the world. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Through the loving attention of the local church in partnership with the Chagas Prevention Ministry, a road was built to the community, something that they had longed for for decades. This allowed their homes to be renovated, protecting them from disease and empowering them to develop new sustainable ways of earning an income. 
Each day, we see the Lord bring new life out of people and communities who are suffering from the brokenness of this world. But take heart, the old has gone, the new has come. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Hello and greetings from Lebanon. In 2022, and despite the economic and financial crisis in our country, God has given us the amazing opportunity to reaching out to new people groups with the gospel. We have seen many coming to Christ with open hearts. Also, in our Middle East and North Africa region, we are witnessing the emerging of new partnerships between CBM and the Baptist Conventions in Sudan and Egypt. For 2023, we look forward to what God has in store for us. We hope for a wider reach to new people groups in Lebanon and the start of new churches. We also look forward to what God has in store for us as CBM in the Middle East and North Africa region and are hoping for new partnerships between CBM and other Baptist groups in the region. We are thankful for what God has been doing through us in 2022 and we are thankful for your amazing support during this year. Hello brothers and sisters in Christ. Warm greetings from Rwanda. My name is Andres Bomana, serving with the Canadian Baptist Ministries, CBM, as the Africa team leader. As the year 2022 gets to the end, it is a good time to acknowledge and celebrate God's faithfulness. As I speak now, I pray and hope that you experience the God's grace as well. In the field also, we have been experiencing God's faithfulness. I'm delighted to share with you new things that we saw God doing during this past year, revealing us the meaning of partnership. As we all know, the partnership is woven in the very nature of God. He has been partnering with our ancestors to fulfill his redemption plan. God is partnering with the local church to bring healing and reconciliation today, to restore shalom. Responding to that call for partnership, CDM has been partnering with the local churches in Africa as well to build the capacity to empower the church to fulfill her mission. The new partnership was signed with the Togolese Baptist Convention. An existing partnership was extended with the Association of Baptist Churches in Rwanda, and 50 years of partnership was celebrated between CBM and the Africa Christian Church and the schools in Kenya. In that same spirit of partnership, the Africa Church is also committed to come together for mutual running support as they fulfill the same mandate and mission of partnering with God to build his kingdom. From that collaboration, they committed to one another to promote governance, leadership, and financial management. As a result from that collaboration, they signed the Gisenyi Covenant, and they have been conducting peer capacity assessment to discuss areas of growth toward being a mature and well-structured organizations. Such as assessment were conducted in Kenya, in Rwanda, and South Sudan. 
And in that spirit of a partnership, mutual running and collaboration, the two Baptist families in Igoma, DRC Congo, with support from CBM, they have been joining hands to provide the relief assistance to the internal displaced people in the eastern DRC Congo, following the resumed fightings between the government forces and the rebels. In that same spirit of a partnership, the leaders of denominations met in Kigali to launch a curriculum proposed by CBM on how to integrate faith and work. God keeps calling us for partnership with him to bring healing. The Canadian Baptist, Minist- uh, uh, the Canadian Baptist churches have been also in a step relationship with local churches in Africa. After two years of the pandemic, we are seeing God doing new things by allowing the Sainty visit to resume again. We saw people from Canadian Baptist churches visiting the local churches here in Rwanda again. In that spirit of partnership, the Canadian Food Grand Bank through CBM has been supporting the food security project in Rwanda, Kenya, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. The project is teaching new ways of producing more on the limited size of land, at the same time maintaining the soil fertility to be able to feed the generations. It is an element of justice to the poor, but also fulfilling the mandate of the creation care. As the new year comes, we are still hopeful in the goodness, grace, and faithfulness of God. We keep our ears and eyes to listen to God calling to the new partnership, especially in the area of integration of faith and work, integral mission, but also to reaching out to the people in emergency because of war and natural disasters. We are so hopeful that the church will be more equipped to be the light and the sword, to serve as Jesus' feet and hands that bring healings and restoration. Thank you again to keep partnering with us for this noble mission in this time of need. As this new year comes, we keep praying for you as well, for good health, heavenly provision, and blessings to the work of your hands, together for the kingdom. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is Romans chapter 5. In the first few verses. In it, Paul writes this. He says, Therefore we have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. As you are waiting for all things to be made new, as your experiences maybe are not what you hope they would be and there will be suffering and sorrow, remember that that suffering and sorrow we walk through every day, God is with us and it produces hope in the end. And there is no shame in hoping because God has poured his love out into us. So what do you do 
What do you do in the now as you wait for that not yet? I think there's some things in Scripture that we can look at to see how we can continue to hold on to that hope even when right now isn't what we want it to be. One is to remember. I think throughout the Old Testament, you see people always be reminded, you need to remember the God who rescued you, the God who led you out of slavery, the God who did this. We need to remember what God has done already. Maybe in your situation, you're finding yourself in a place where you don't know if there's anything good will come from it. Maybe your relationships are breaking down. Maybe your financial situation isn't good. Can you remember a time when God was working in your life and he showed his faithfulness to you? Remember. Remember that the God who worked then still works today and will work in the future. The second thing I think to do is to trust. Trust that God wants you to experience life in all of its fullness. So as you experience the now, trust that God is working for your good in the not yet. Trust that whatever you go through now does build your character, which produces hope. Trust that the now won't be forever. Trust that God is who he says he is. And the third thing I think we have to do which isn't always easy, is wait. We have to wait in the now after we're remembering what God has already done, trusting how he will work in our present and future life, and we wait to see the goodness that God has for us in time. Wherever you find yourself this New Year's Day, wherever you are thinking about making resolutions or whatever you're looking for or hoping for, don't lose heart when things don't go the way you think they will. Don't lose heart when moments of discouragement happen. God is with you. God is for you. And trust that He knows what you need and is making all things new.